it's a first draft, so... <clears throat> we are gathered here today on this joyous occasion to celebrate the special love that Monica and Chandler share. Eh? <laughs> it is a love based on giving and receiving, as well as having and sharing. And the love that they give and have is shared and received. <laughs> and through this having and giving and sharing and receiving, <laughs> we too can share and love and have and receive. What's up, bitches? Welcome to the first official episode of the Girl Speaks Truth podcast with your host, moi, Gemma Stone. Today, we are talking about girls who have boyfriends just to say they have a boyfriend and why it's a major no, 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 thank you. Um, we're also going to break down cliche love sayings that are complete bullshit and give you my take on how things really work when it comes to the overall idea of love. So, in case you weren't aware, um, boyfriends are not accessories and you don't have one just to say that you do or because it's trending that season. Just don't do it, okay? Don't be the girl who daydreams about how amazing it would be if so-and-so from science class was her boyfriend. Yes, I'm using a high school reference because this action reflects that mentality. Oh my god, he's so fucking hot. I literally am in love with him. Oh my god. Snap out of it and understand that you have a better chance of riding a unicorn to work tomorrow than having this dream guy turn out to be real. He is not Prince Charming. He's a fucking stable boy at best. Wasting your life away waiting for the man of your dreams is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. I can't believe I'm going to use a cliche phrase, but have you guys heard of the phrase, a watch pot never boils? I'm not saying you have to be single forever and ever. I just know that men should be a nice addition to your life and not the thing that completes it. I really do think that the moment you stop looking for a boyfriend is the moment you'll find one. But you can't fake it until you can understand yourself. You can't find a man because they're going to sense it. There's sense that like smell of desperation. So you need to figure, dig deep, do some soul searching and find yourself without faking it and just beating around the bush. And then at that moment, when you've stopped looking for a boyfriend and started looking for your own shit, you will find a man who respects that. And I'm sorry, but deep down what I'm saying has to ring a little bit true because it's common sense that you shouldn't be desperate for a boyfriend. Don't live your life in constant scouting pursuit of finding your man. You'll miss out on girls nights and lots of fun things with your friends because you won't come wherever they're ho going or hosting their party if there's not going to be a guy there for you to troll at. Trolls smell like shit awful hair and people are going to start walking the other way when you stroll troll past especially your girlfriends they'll be the first to go let's put this in layman's terms so that i can make sure everyone understands what it is i'm trying to throw down here let's say your bestie comes in town to visit and needs to borrow a t-shirt to sleep in obviously you say here you go bitch and throw her a t-shirt two days later she hands it over with remorse saying Sorry, don't kill me, but I kind of got some 
stains on it and I tried to get them out. I've tried everything to get them out. I can't get them. I think they might be permanent. Don't be mad. You roll your eyes as you think of the drawers are full of t-shirts you have and how much this one is insignificant and just one of a billion that you needed to clean out anyways. You reply, relax. I've got a shitload more you can ruin next time. Love you, honey. Don't sweat it. What if I changed up the situation and subbed in two-month-old breakup with a guy you like instead? He was an asshole, but you really liked him. You want to curl up in a ball and scream cry and not leave your house for three days while binge eating ice cream and pizza, but don't. Fuck that hoe and fuck that relationship. You need to think of him as your stained old t-shirt that you had no problem tossing when your bestie ruined it. There are more men out there, men that could be right for you. There's always more options, honeys. Focus on that aspect and move on along with your life. It distresses me to no end when women allow men to come into their homes, change their lives, make the rules, run around, and then turn around and keep them because they love them. Ladies, it's okay to be alone. So what's the end goal? I think it's finding a guy who is a true partner and who you want to spend your life with. You guys should share a few common interests, you know, value most of the same things and be worth giving up essentially your freedom for. Me becomes we. I feel like the millionaire matchmaker right now saying that, but it's true. You can't do whatever you want whenever you want anymore once you're in a serious relationship. No lying. You don't want to lie to them. Hopefully, you'll have to retire once and for all your shady boots hat and he will his too. It can be really rough if the other person isn't worth it, but you'll know you made the right choice when you head home from the worst day ever and all you want to do is fall into their arms and vent because you know they'll know what to say to make you smile and feel loved. The end. And we'll definitely talk more about boyfriends and dating as we get further and further into each episode, but I just kind of wanted to pre preach on that small topic of just don't think that you have to have a boyfriend just to say you have one. It doesn't matter if it's right for someone else. What matters is what's right for you. Love in general is a complicated topic and not something that you can cover completely in one podcast. Um, you know, love quotes and cliches and words of wisdom. Everyone thinks they know best when it comes to love. It's, it's complete bullshit the advice that's out there for you guys. So I wanted to kind of filter through some of this shit and break down what actually is helpful and relevant as overall kind of, you know, love overview sayings that you can base your search or your relationship on versus what's complete bullshit and should be thrown out with the trash. You know, since 15 BC or whenever the world began and shit, everyone won't shut the hell up about love and its mysteries. There's way too many people vying for the last word in their words of wisdom regarding the topic. Frankly, I'm fed up with advice in this realm due to how annoying, sappy, and unrealistic most of these people come across as. There's so much minutia out there and contradicting sayings that it's like, what the fuck? What's true? What's not at this point? I've made a promise to this podcast and whoever the fuck is listening that I will always shoot you straight and tell it like it is. So that's why I feel the need to go through and break down each love saying slash cliche ass phrase and get to the bottom of the actual meanings that people are trying to convey but are just too inept 
to do so. So here goes. Number one, absence makes the heart fonder. Really? Are you sure? Then how do you explain the phrase out of sight, out of mind? They mean the complete and utter opposite of one another, but you hear both of them at the same time, sometimes from the same fucking person. The first phrase is telling you to take a mini vacay away from your lover and it'll result in the renewal of feelings between you two because they'll miss you, you'll miss them, and they won't like you being absent from their side. The other phrase tells us that if someone goes away, then you'll forget about them eventually. So, like, which one is it? Do we pack our bags for a weekend getaway to Capri so that he realizes how much he misses our sweet angelic influence? Or do we set up squatter ass camp on his entryway rug and refuse to budge because, goddammit, he will not be forgetting about us anytime soon? If I had to choose between the two, a winning phrase to adhere to, I'd probably go with the out of sight, out of mind phrase. Why? If you're away from someone for an extended time period, eventually your hurt or obsession or whatever will fall in line and fade out. Cue the phrase, time heals all wounds, right? But then again, a few days on the beach could make you both want the other one passionately. Just remember to turn off your Insta notifications so you don't creep on his activities while you're away so that you don't find out he's been a bad, bad boy and been out to play while you're gone, so... Okay, then the phrase Annie get your gun could come into play followed by orange is the new black. No penis is worth the penal system. Know what I mean? Number two, love is blind. Please, more like to each their own, right? Everyone loves everyone these days. No combo is honestly really off limits except for man and his dog, I guess. I don't, I mean, maybe that's legal now. Who fucking knows? Whether you're straight, gay, asexual, downsies, whatever, people love whoever the fuck they want. So in that aspect, sure, I guess this phrase is accurate. I'm sorry though, I'll, I'll be for real. If my man starts packing on the porker pounds and headed towards a starring role in What's Eating Gilbert Grape, um, I'm not going to go rent a crane so that I can get him off the couch. Nope. Uh, that's my cue to cause a scene and bring him back to the real world, reality, where image matters and to be fat is to be single as fuck. Nobody wants to be dating dad bod guy, not even if you love him. Curb check the carbs, love of my life. Mwah opposites attract and that's a good one nope not not really <laughs> maybe if you're a blonde who likes brunettes sure that could apply possibly but everyone wants a partner who values similar or the same things as they do and not one who finds their innermost cares repulsive and unimportant because they value the complete opposite sure you guys can have opposing or different interests in some categories like which tv shows you watch or your political views or your favorite celeb but when it comes down to serious shit like family raising kids friendships finances life goals and dreams etc you probably want to agree on more than you disagree upon so opposites would not attract another point a lot of people are attracted to people who somewhat resemble themselves. This may be because most cool bitches want to date some kind of a version of themselves in some sense, which she can't because she's not a lesbo and it's literally anatomically impossible. So she settles on someone resembling her features in male form. So what's the answer to this opposites attract redick question? Honestly, I don't have a clue. I don't think there really is one. Love who you want to without worrying about rules and leave me the F out of it. That's what shrinks are for, bitches.
This is a good one. All is fair in love and war. Yeah. Um, so last time I checked, it's totally not acceptable or okay to waterboard your man for forgetting to pick up milk at the grocery store on his way home from work. In times of war, you know, from what I know, based on documentaries or Hollywood movies, at least, you can spy, kill, and torture people, and it's totally okay and legit. That shit's not okay in real life or the dating world. You don't have carte blanche to go psycho on your man and ruin his life with any of the above-mentioned methods of cray-cray. Pretty sure you can't twist off his fingers or tar and feather a bro to get him to admit to sliding a DM to that dumb bitch Becky from the office. Not gonna hold up in court, ladies. Sorry. You don't know you're beautiful. That's what makes you beautiful. Hmm. Where do I begin on this one? Let's just put it this way. I'm pretty sure that my bi-weekly waxing sessions, mink eyelash extensions, $100 a tube face creams, monthly highlight appointments, and weekly airbrush spray tans are what makes me beautiful. So I do know exactly what makes me beautiful. In fact, I have an app on my phone labeled Chase Bank that I can refer to at any point in time for a refresher. I can even get a live update when I spend over my set amount at any of these places that lets me know on the spot what makes me beautiful. Except it's not a sweet little compliment or pat on the back. Nope. It's more like a blaring insufficient funds beep that sends me into panic mode or dangerously close to maxing out limit on a reminder that breaks me out in a cold sweat. Men like women who know they've got it going on. And if I or any woman was all shy and awkward and insecure because I don't know I'm beautiful, dudes ain't gonna be lined up down the block beating down my door. And also, if you're going around fishing for compliments by whining about how ugly you are, since you're in the dark as to why you're cute slash beautiful, guys are going to be annoyed as fuck and tell you to get lost. I've literally never heard worst words of advice or theme to a song in my entire life. All you need is love. All you need is love. Hmm. Great song, I guess. But uh, please, if all you had was love, you'd die of thirst on day three. Or if you had water, you'd be your boyfriend's breakfast on day five when he's starving to death. And it comes down to the battle of the sexes and brute strength to see who's eating whom for dinner. You'd lose. Or if you didn't lose and you were bigger and stronger and braver than your man, then honey, you had already lost at that point. Lose-lose kind of sitch, you know what I mean? Uh, bottom line is that pretty sure we need a lot of things, a shitload of other things to survive. Like try water, food, entertainment, beauty products, alcohol, SPF. Don't be dramatic. Words of advice givers, Jesus, you need a shitload more than love. And then there's the classic, you complete me. Gag me with a fucking spoon. That's nauseating. What does it even mean? Complete means having all the necessary parts or to the greatest extent or degree of something. So are we saying that humans are just parts? Isn't that kind of objectifyingly rude? Like, do you need my parts? Which part? My lady parts? Or just part of me? So like, can I slice off a finger and be free to go? And if you're what makes me perfect and finish, then that's a crock of shit because I'm already perfect, minus this tiny blemish on my chin. I've got skincare products for that. Don't really need you to fix that. In fact, I'd rather you never even know about it, thanks to my expensive-ass concealer. You don't complete me because no one is perfect. That's the whole fun of life, right? 
I hate to end this on a sad, depressing note, but there is no such thing as a soulmate. Ladies, gentlemen, everyone, sorry, here's a Kleenex and shit, but you gotta get over it. Let's rid ourselves of this ridiculous concept labeled the one. Now, seriously, we're doing it together right now, this very second. Close your eyes, mouth the words, the one and then permanently erase them from your mind forever and throw away the damn key. There is no such thing as a corny, damn, stupid-ass soulmate. Gag me times two. I'd rather eat two-day-old McDonald's out of the trash can in the alleyway than think about this sickening concept for one more second of my life. It's bullshit and always will be. If you asked why I think so, just think about it this way. There's a billion, billions of people in this world. Billions! more than just one is right for you or a shitload less people would be getting married all the time. What if your soulmate was an 86 year old Indian man in India who had no teeth or zero grasp on the English language, but you guys are soulmates deep down and he literally is the one for you. If someone told you this, would you just give up on finding anyone else and resign yourself to a sorry, no pun intended, new life? Or would you wake the fuck up and say, you know what? Pretty sure toothless Aladdin Baba ain't the guy for me, and there's plenty of other fish in the sea to choose from. Toodles, lates. The right man for you is someone who is in the same place as you are in life and wants similar things as you do. Meeting this guy is based on pure luck, and some people get lucky. Lots. Others don't. Some people meet this person in high school and never look back. Some people find this person when they're 30 or 44 or 90. And some people never get lucky and have to face the facts of being alone. The main thing that I firmly believe in is that there are definitely people out in the world who are better suited for you than others are. Are they the one? I'm not going to use that label, but you can if you want to be lame. You need to keep in mind, though, that they are one of the ones, plural, and there are more where that came from. Don't limit yourself to one out of three billion options out there. The reason why the one is even used as a common phrase is because it sounds a hell of a lot more romantic than one of the dozens of dudes out there potentially for me. It's all about the verbage. Honestly, think about it. Why would you even want there to be such a thing as a soulmate? Honestly, do you really want to share a damn soul with someone? That sounds creepy. Don't you want your own damn soul? I do. Me, I do. Get some self-respect, women. Another important thing to remember in your journey to finding the partner for you is finding someone who's in the same stage of their life as you are. They have to be ready to settle down or ready to be a husband or father, etc. Stop trying to tame the wild horseman who wants to sow a seed in all of the female horsies. Let him run free and maybe eventually he'll be ready to kick it with just you. You'll find guys you're super compatible with that you want to be with forever. But if he's not ready for that stage, it does not matter how compatible you think you are. If the times don't match up, it would never work long term. Don't get down if that happens though, because I promise you, you will find someone even better and your life would be hell if you tried to turn this guy into something he's not yet capable of being. By listening to this podcast, you're that much closer to not taking dating and soulmates so damn seriously and in turn, starting to love yourself more and learning more about your likes your needs, your dislikes, your wants, and more. What makes you tick? Who are you? Find these things out and you'll be set for life. It doesn't happen overnight, but at least get the ball rolling in that direction. Have fun along the way with your besties and date lots, lots of guys in the process to find out what you don't and what you do like in a partner. 
You're going to fuck up along the way, but who doesn't? Who gives a shit either? Happiness ain't about the destination. It's about how on point your outfit and hair looks on the way there. All right, so get ready for this new journey of finding yourself and getting ready for dating if you're not already in a relationship. And keep tuning in, bitches, because I'm going to keep giving you the truths, letting these truths out into your pretty coiffed heads, okay? It's for your own good, promise. Next episode, we will be talking all about getting your shit together before dating. Hot messes need a little lovey-dovey too, okay? It'll be called the prep sesh prepping your life for dating. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Toodles.